0: is Lindsay Levingston, the founder of Survive Her. Survive Her is a nonprofit organization focused on breast cancer awareness and wellness, whose mission is to inform, inspire, empower women through content, collaboration, and conversation.
1: Prepare to be awed. Lindsay's amazing. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Vonda. I'm just honored okay. to be here.
0: I'm the one who's honored. I did read a couple of articles and I listed some stuff about you. And we should get together more often because you're amazing. She, mm-hmm. You are the founder of a nonprofit called Survive Her. And because October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, one of our goals is make sure it's a month, but it's all day,
1: every day, all year. That's exactly right. Through Survivor, our mission is to inform, inspire, and empower women about breast cancer awareness and wellness beyond the month of October. Because- one in eight women are affected by breast cancer in their lifetime. And it's not just during October, it's every day. And so it's important that we keep the conversation of breast health top of mind year round.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that story. And I love we get excited about wearing pink and we talk about it. But like you said, this is something that affects so many women and so many families. So what I really want to do first is get people to know you a little bit better, to be inspired by you. So if you don't mind, would you tell us a little bit about your story and why you founded survive her okay how much
1: time do we have vonda as much as you want (laughs) I will do my best to summarize my story or notes versions with the important part. So I am a native Houstonian, graduate of the University of North Texas, majored in communication studies, dual minors in dance and secondary education. So after I graduated from college, I taught high school speech communication for two years. And then I was bitten by the journalism bug and transitioned into journalism. So I landed in TV news and I worked in TV news in Houston, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And then I stepped out on faith and moved to New York City. I worked in a very, you know, the top market, yeah. and it was a grind, a hustle and bustle, but an experience unlike any other. So I moved there in 2011. Fast forward to 2019, July. I was in the shower. I was conducting, as I do often, a self breast exam. And I felt a lump that was abnormal, one that I hadn't felt before. And I immediately scheduled a well woman exam and my ob ordered what would be my very first mammogram. I'm 37 years old. So that was not even on my mind at this point. Already then I was a little nervous and fearful because, oh my goodness, mammogram to me equals breast cancer, right? So mammogram, 3D mammogram, breast ultrasound, biopsy confirmed the lump was cancerous. I was diagnosed with triple negative stage 2B breast cancer in New York City. So my media career came to a screeching halt and I relocated back home to Houston to board a very fast moving train to breast cancer remission. The initial plan that was established for me would include chemotherapy to shrink the mass a lumpectomy to remove whatever's left, and radiation for six weeks. I started chemotherapy, which was a very aggressive treatment because triple negative breast cancer is a very aggressive subtype. The cancer cells grow rapidly, and so aggressive chemotherapy is needed to attack those cancer cells. So I'm starting with chemo, powering through, receive a call from a cousin on my dad's side of the family alerting me to the fact that breast cancer runs on our father's side of the family a genetic test, which was new to me as well. Oh, genetic testing. What is this? The genetic test revealed I carry the BRCA1 gene mutation. Really? And right. you didn't know, but you didn't. I had no you know. idea because my breast surgeon did ask at the onset, do you have a family history of breast cancer or cancer? And I said, no, not to my knowledge, at least on the maternal side, didn't know what was happening on my dad's side. So fast forward Receive those results, we change the course of treatment. So I completed 15 rounds of chemotherapy, rang the bell, and then I had a bilateral breast mastectomy and breast reconstruction to reduce my risk of breast cancer recurrence. Mm -hmm. I also had a procedure to remove my ovaries and fallopian tubes to reduce my risk of ovarian cancer. So all of that happened between July 2019 and October 2020. That's a lot. That's a lot. So much so all of that was happening. If you remember what happened in 2020, global pandemic. So here I am. I'm recovering from surgery, recovering from this aggressive chemotherapy treatment. COVID happens. And I am forced to sit in stillness as we all were, Mm -hmm. meditating, praying about what's next for Lindsay that's now breast cancer survivor slash media professional. What do I do now? given my background and my new status, how could I marry the two? I'm making an impact and I'm making right. a do. So I thought of this idea to start a platform, which initially started as a media platform through which I would report the news in a <laughs> meaningful way. I like to say that now. Now I'm, I'm, I want to share all this information I learned. You could just call me Dr. Lindsay. I learned so much information that I wanted to share it with women. So I created Survive Her to inform, inspire, empower simply by sharing my story. And so I just started with media interviews. I was so accustomed to interviewing people. I became the story. So the tables turned yeah. and I just kept sharing my story. And because I'm a woman of color, a young woman of color that I was able to resonate with right. a lot of people. So just, there's just power in sharing. I shared and I was sharing and then Survivor really evolved and start growing. And then we transitioned from what was an LLC, more like a business into a nonprofit because I wanted to be able to raise money for women who I could see who I meet throughout these months who needed help, women who are underserved, women who are uninsured, women who need financial support. So that's part of the impetus of starting Survivor. I think I left out some parts I forgot to mention. I froze eggs before I started chemo because I desired to become a mother. Right. I really appreciated that because I was not thinking at oh. all when I was confused, who would? So she said, I'm going to send you to the Onco Fertility Specialist before you start chemo. And I always forget that part, which is important, especially for women to know that you do have the option. And if not presented to you, advocate for that option to consider fertility preservation before you start any breast cancer treatment.
0: Yeah, two things that I really heard is a That's right. It's something on the top of your mind because is it, oh, breast cancer happens and get mammograms when you're 50 or older and if you have history maybe right so age for you I mean you probably weren't expecting it right the surprise for you did you find yourself in some kind of denial for a little while
1: Oh, absolutely, Vonda. For several days after receiving that phone call, I'm sorry, Lindsay, you have breast cancer. I could not articulate, form, or say the C word. Right. It was hard for me to accept that it was happening to me. There was some confusion, there was denial, there was shock. And so for after a few days of learning the news and attempting to process, then I just kind of was floating on autopilot, just kind of going through the motions at the same time trying to be present, but it was kind of like going through like, oh, I'm going through this. Right. It didn't hit me, Vonda, until the nurses took me on a tour of the chemo suite. Oh, wow. That's when it hit me and tears just start streaming down my face because I said, this is real. This is actually happening. I'm going through chemotherapy for breast cancer.
0: Wow. I cannot even imagine. Like I said, my daughter's in their 20s. I talk to her about it all the time, but she probably wouldn't expect it, right? So just the shock of it. You were someone who understood what the reality was and could work through it. So one of the things I love about your nonprofit, underserved, underinsured, the support. A lot of these women don't have that support, not even financially, but otherwise, when they're trying to go through something that you went through, right? So talk to us about
1: why it's so important for all women to have support. You said a key word. There's power and support when yeah. you are going through breast cancer. But I would say for any woman, through any hardship or challenge or obstacle, you need a village of support, which is why I relocated back home to Houston. I call my mom my love giver. She wasn't my caregiver. My <laughs> church family, my sorority sisters, everyone's here. I didn't have that village of support in New York City. But it was something about knowing that I could lean on people as I was going through it. And so through her. We offer not only the financial support, but the emotional support. Right now, I like to share this story. It's near and dear to me. There is a young lady who was the recipient of one of our care packages that we delivered to Texas Oncology, which is where I was treated. We dropped them off not knowing who would receive them, but we know that breast cancer patients would be on the other end. We received an email from a young lady who was going through treatment with the most heartbreaking story. She's a single mother of three boys father was murdered and one is incarcerated, like really, really, oh my goodness. heartbreaking. She does not have any family support. If you can only imagine trying to maintain a household while you're going through chemotherapy, I couldn't fathom that. Survivor, really, we've kind of stepped in to fill in the gaps and are helping her. Even right now, she just rang the bell. She's preparing for surgery, but to provide whatever kind of support she may need because I was so blessed and fortunate to have the family to lean on someone to drive me to my doctor's appointments, but she's on her own. So however we can help, whether it's maybe we send an Uber to get her to treatment or we're buying the backpacks for the boys. She just texts me all the time with questions because she doesn't really know how to go through this, what she needs to know, what she needs to do, how to prepare, et cetera. So that's just one of many examples. And Right now, we are small, but my goal ultimately is to really scale Survivor so that we can really touch and help more women across the country. But I'm so glad of and proud of what we've done in the past two years. If I start telling you everything and all the events we've hosted, fundraisers, and the impact Survivor has made, it makes me so proud and grateful to be able to do what we do. I think the one thing
0: I loved about your story when I was learning more about it is that you really get the part of people that they need the most help. It's not just what you think they need, it's what do they need? And you're listening. Isn't that what we all want? I mean, we're going through this thing that we're going through. And sometimes just someone to listen to hear us is some of what a lot of people need. They just don't have that. So one of the things I was most impressed with your foundation was really people who listen to me.
1: That's it. You'd be surprised how many women that received our information, they'll reach out and I'll give them a call and they will talk for an hour. And I just listen. You don't realize they just want to vent or share or just get some thoughts off of their mind. That makes a big difference. And yeah. I am often asked the question, how can I support a woman through breast cancer? And I tell people you can pray for them and you can listen because you may think, oh, they need XYZ, but their needs could be something different
0: to feel that if you just simply listen. I love that. I think for me, that's one of my favorite things that really resonated with me with your story is the ability to listen and to hear what people need because everyone comes in a different place. And I think that's one of the things that's most enlightening about yours. One of the things I wanted to ask you about, what do you do to be really proactive and how can women be more proactive with their health? Sometimes we're a little timid. Maybe we don't want to know, I'm not sure. How did you decide to become more proactive about your health?
1: So prior to diagnosis, I was very mindful of my health and my wellness. I was working out actively at least four to five times a week. While well, I had to withstand living in New York City. You have to be healthy to be able to power through that city because it's not easy. But I will say that my diagnosis has exacerbated my level of awareness as it relates to wellness. Because if we're not well as women, we cannot take care of our families. We cannot be these boss women at work. We cannot change the world if we're sick or if we're not in the best shape. Part of my message to women is take care of your health. You know, everyone's talking about self-care and yes, that's important. But if you're not healthy, you can't perform. You can't change lives. You can't help others. Michelle Obama said, I cannot be a dynamic first lady and a wife to our president if I am not well. And She's right. None of us can be our best self to give to others. And health is the new wealth. Yes, I know the Powerball jackpot is now over $700 million, <laughs> but really, how could you enjoy that, those millions if you're not well? I also have to speak to mental health. Are we well in our minds in addition to being well in our body? Staying on top of our appointment. Ladies, go to your well woman exams. And if you're over the age of 40, get your annual mammogram. If you are under the age of 40, like I was, if you have a family history of cancer, then you can advocate for that mammogram. You have to push back, but they will definitely give you a mammogram if you're under the age of 40. Just be mindful of diet and exercise. All of those factors are critical in how we are taking care of ourselves. I love that. At the bank, we have a movement. We call it "Your True
0: You. And one of the guiding principles is to be healthy, physical and mental. We have to be both so we can be healthy to work and take care of our families. Thinking about something you said about how good you are about taking care of your health. And one of the things I do is I call it the summer of me. And that's when I go get my cleaning for my teeth, my mammogram, my annual. I get all my stuff done. I love that. It's just like, okay, that's for me. That's what I do. And so kind of make a a fun thing out of that. But I think one of the things I want to talk about, because I really want to help somehow and get the word out is that many women have that capability because we have insurance, we have Mm -hmm. means to do that. But there are so many that don't. I want them to hear there's a way to still be healthy, that they don't have to give up a well exam or food. And so How do we help more underserved women learn? How do we help you reach more women that way?
1: You brought up such a great point that we are all not fortunate or may not have access to or we lack resources for the appropriate health care or maybe their minimal resources and services. To help women who are uninsured and underserved, we can always encourage them to not feel bad about putting themselves first. Let me give you an example. If it means a difference between paying for groceries or a meal for their family and getting a mammogram, they should understand that there are resources, so many resources available to help them get the preventative exams they need at no cost. And some women don't know that, which is why they are skipping their mammograms. So many women skipped them during COVID for various reasons, some of which were financial, some of which were they had to work, some of which were they didn't want to go into the doctor's office because of COVID. But I learned that some women just didn't know that there are options and resources, whether it's through church, whether it's through a community entity, whether it's through Survive Her, we can connect women to those resources. And we pay for mammograms for uninsured women because the mammogram, early detection saved my life. So had I not scheduled my well woman and had not received the mammogram, my prognosis could have been worse. So I understand just from personal experience, the value of that mammogram. And I don't want women to feel deterred nor fearful. You mentioned something earlier, Vonda, you talked about this fear that women have to get that diagnostic exam because they're afraid to receive the results. I hear that so much. Ladies, don't be fearful. There's knowledge and power. And the sooner you learn the status of your breast health, the sooner you could take action. That's how I look at it.
0: What a great message. And one of the things I want to ask you about, we talked about October, but what's the most important message that you want to share when people listen to this podcast? They go, I got this from Lindsay. I learned something about Survive Her or from Lindsay. What would that be? I'll put you on the spot.
1: There's two, Vonda. Okay. Two takeaways in all of my Survive Her messaging. Get your annual mammogram and advocate for a mammogram if you're under the age of 40 because women are being diagnosed younger Mm -hmm. number two get a genetic test i didn't know i had heard about it prior to diagnosis but i didn't know about it the power in this information it could be a saliva or blood test and they send the your specimen rather off to the lab And they conduct a very comprehensive panel scanning every strand of your DNA. And those results will let you know if you are at risk or predisposed to any disease or chronic illness. And you can take preventative measures. So had I known earlier, had I known about my genetic disposition, I likely could have scheduled a prophylactic or preventative mastectomy earlier in life. That's so critical to get that genetic test. So do you have to ask that isn't like listen. I've been going to the doctor. I'm old. So I've been going to the
0: doctor a long time. No one ever asked me to take a genetic test, right? This is
1: why you're going to advocate. You're going to ask. You can go online. I'm a brand ambassador for Invitae, I-N-V-I-T-A-E. And you can go online. You can order one through the website or you can request more information about genetic tests. They may send you to a lab Each medical provider is different, but certainly ask. The reason why they're not asking you about it or requesting that you take one is because based on your health status, if you're well, they're not going to ask you to take one. It only flags doctors when you're diagnosed. Or maybe there's some lab work that could be questionable or raise a flag and then that could be another test.
0: Well, Lindsay, you make the world go round just a little bit brighter.
1: Thank you so
0: much for all that you do. And we're so happy that you got the test and that you're healthy today, but also that you can share your story and hopefully we can help a few more people. So thank you for sharing with that to me today. You inspire me to do a little bit more. So thank you.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. And I really appreciate those words. It's words like yours, Vonda, that really keep me going and encouraged. Because this work is not easy. When I get what I call God, winks winks from God through people like you it motivates me to keep going and serving thank you so much thank you Hi, I'm Lindsay Levingston, a native Houstonian. I was diagnosed with triple negative stage 2B breast cancer in 2019 and was declared cancer-free in 2020. After I conquered cancer, I had a calling over my life to serve women and to support them through this very difficult journey. So I founded Survive Her, a nonprofit organization whose mission is to inform, inspire, and empower women around breast cancer awareness and wellness beyond the month of October. We serve women by partnering with other organizations and brands, educating women about the importance of medical genetic testing and raising funds to support those who are underserved or uninsured. You can learn more about the work we do and the lives we impact by visiting imasurviveher.org.